Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? Campeones! And welcome to the Churros y Tácticas Podcast Champion Edition. On this beautiful Monday, the 16th of January, Mondays, Kian's favorite days. Welcome to Churros. Welcome to the Supercopa de España edition. It's the post Barça Real Madrid final 2023. Falls in favor for El Blaurana squad. We take it home, baby. The Supercopa de España, Kian, by defeating our biggest rivals, our arch enemy, another page in the classical history has been written we wanted attitude we got it we wanted good football we got it we wanted sheer and utter domination over our opponents hell my g we got it and we wanted the trophy we got that too so happy days enjoy this win coolis soak it up but by tomorrow Let's turn the page, focus on the Copa, and focus on the league as well. That's coming up already over the weekend. Welcome to Churros. Welcome, Kian. You've done two podcasts so far. I listened to one. That was your therapy session. I didn't listen to your second one. Hasn't but been this is your yet. third. Hasn't been uploaded. So this is your third technically podcast post-Super uh, Copa de España edition. You know... Share with me your feelings, because on the first one, it was it was depression. The, the, a state of depression had <laughs> set amongst Madridistas. I'm also here to give you some therapy, love. Uh, okay, so it's interesting because part of me... How do I word this without it being interpreted the wrong way by Madridistas? Part of me is is optimistic and excited because I feel like what happened yesterday was so bad that we have no choice but to change things. So I'm kind of nervously awaiting that game against Villarreal on Thursday. You guys got a big week. Waiting for a change. I just expect to see a change because there's no way you can mm. continue doing what you've been doing. Like you gotta, you gotta change it. I'm hoping that's the reaction. Yeah. And if it's not, then are we, we again? Go what's coming to us? Now, last year, we were in a very similar situation, very similar time of year. It was 4-0 uh, in the Bernabeu. You were demanding the head of Angelotti, as you also acknowledged and brought up in, in the podcast with um, with Matt, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Was it Matt? Yep. What's the state? What's the, you know, what, are, are you demanding... Angelotti's head once more is it now you know uh, is his time up and will you go on to win the league and the Champions League and then change your mind what's what's the feeling right now I'm demanding Angelotti makes a change I'm demanding mm. him to diagnose the problems and act accordingly is is what I'm demanding mm. uh, I can sit here like I'll bring up this example 
last year we started when Ancelotti first arrived at Real Madrid, he started to do a very aggressive high press that the team couldn't really figure out. It was actually entertaining in some ways because we were scoring a lot of goals from it. We were also conceding a lot. So we literally had games where we were winning 5-3. At some point, I think it was in December or so, Ancelotti realized, okay, we can't figure this pressing out. We're conceding a bunch of goals. We're going to just play defensive counterattacking football. The first game he did that, he won 5-1 against Shakhtar Donetsk. And he continued winning that way up until a certain point. And now you you need it. You need the scouting report's been out for a long time on Real Madrid. How do you stop Real yeah. Madrid? Well, you press them. They can't keep the ball. They can't get it in the opponent's half. And when they do, Vinicius has to beat 23 players. So that's how you stop Real Madrid. Easy. So what are you going to do to change that? There's nothing like I, I'm not when I say change, I don't I'm not asking for Ancelotti to like play one player instead of another player. That's not a solution. That's I, I'm talking about like tactical change. And, and that's but what isn't I'm this, is, it, sorry to jump in here and, and, and sorry to, or I, I just want to ask you this question because don't you feel it's a bit perhaps, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like advantageous or, or, or applying recency bias opportunistic thank you the fact that you know this is the first title that angelotti lost correct me if i'm wrong since 2014 or two, 2010 well that can't be true because no, not 2010 I, I, unless i think it was 2000 final because we've lost we've been eliminated that would have to mean we've won every trophy we played and that makes no sense carlo angelotti i i, I it came across my ear uh, a stat that caught my attention. I believe he didn't lose a final since 2014, uh, around that era, around that time. My, my, my point being, really, and it's not so much about whether he, he you know, won or lost this, this, this final, but rather this is something that you guys must have seen coming. Um, we talked about often when analyzing and discussing Madrid that, uh, you know, quite convincing the performances haven't necessarily been either. Um, I guess my question is, has, has there been enough emphasis put on the areas of improvement that you're mentioning now in prior games after scraping by with a, a, a win? Or is it now again, the final sort of the, you know, emo the emotions of losing a final at the hands of Barca and getting battered again? Badly. I mean, let's be honest. It, it, it was another, even though Carlo didn't want to admit to it, humiliation. I would have is the sense that I got from most Madridistas. I think, he, I think he's wrong, but on that, by the way. Uh huh. But but again, so yeah. If you could address that, I don't think it's opportunistic because this is not a problem from one game. This is. It's not like we were playing amazing football and then all of a sudden, oh, we just. Played a bad game. That's not the case. This is a, mm. a lingering issue. If you, I brought up this example on the last podcast that we haven't published yet. It's simple math. Last season, we we're conceding a lot of chances. And the reason we didn't concede more goals was because Courtois has been absolutely playing out of his mind. We're not mm. generating much offensive chances. The reason why we were mm. winning a lot of those games is because Vinicius and Benzema were overperforming their XG. And then re as recently as the fall, Fede Valverde, every time he shot the ball, it would go in. None of that is sustainable. And so that math, simply it just catches up to you. You can't sustain that over a long, long time. Yeah. This is not a classical problem. I know, like, listen, mm. I, I know you, I saw your comment on YouTube. I like, I guess it wasn't enough for you, to, for us to just be depressed for 45 minutes and talk about how, how bad Real Madrid is. You wanted to hear all the chavy praise. It wasn't the place or time for that. But I know you want... I, and I was having just a little fun. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think Barcelona were amazing last night. But I also, mm. I also think Real Madrid have been poor for a long time. And but that, that's my point exactly. It's like I, I haven't that 
you know, heard or read so much, say, criticism or scrutiny towards Angelotti leading up to this Clásico when in actuality and as a matter of fact, it not a lot has changed over this time. I mean, you could even argue that, you know, the Champions League run has always that style of play and that's what we talked about as well not sustainable like the the falling behind and then having to pull the juanito spirit out of the closet to then do an amazing remontada that's not a sustainable model and and I've, i asked you this question several times as well as how comfortable are you in that skin uh, often when we talk about you know barça dna and, and and style of play and i talk about well i want to hone the ball because that way you know you have a better chance of dominating your opposition because they not, they don't spend any time on the on, on the ball and that is just more pleasurable but also a safer like it, it just brings more a sense of security when you see that your team is able to dominate the opponent from beginning to end and dismantle them and and so again I, I i agree with what you're saying i just wonder if it's opportunistic now that you lost in the final against barca to uh, yeah i guess once again sort of now raise your voices and be critical whereas in i haven't heard that much criticism because angelotti's been picking up wins as well uh, playing this way i would call last season's run heroic and unforgettable and one of the best years of my Maridista life. It doesn't mean that it's replicable. And that, I think that's part of the reason why it was heroic and unforgettable. And <laughs> really like some of my best memories ever as a Maridista came in that Champions League run. I bet. But Ancelotti... I got to be careful saying this. So I think Ancelotti has is an amazing coach. He really is. Truly, truly is. His resume yeah. speaks for itself. His philosophy yeah. always has been kind of this model of let, who am I to tell these superstars what to do? Mm -hmm. They must mm -hmm. express themselves. So mm -hmm. a lot of last season was we play we tr do our best not to concede and we take advantage of the high lines in the champions league and play on and play the ball into space into vinicius the problem with that model in a lot of ways is that you're relying on these stars to be superhuman which vinicius and benzema were last season they were literally superhuman so was courtois so my point is now you have to take the reliance out of that. You have to put your players in a position yeah. to succeed. And I made this point to Lucas about an hour ago is that Florentino has made all these claims in the media that, and he's right, that we can't compete with these, this money from all these teams. You're no longer going into these games with the de facto best player in the world. All these teams you go up against also have the best players in the world. So now you're relying on like, okay, this is what the plan is. Let's just hope our stars are better than their stars. That's not sustainable. Now you're in a position, you're signing on these young players, whether it's Kamavinga or Endrick, who's coming in two years. You got to put these guys in a position where there's structure and a foundation for them to succeed. I was really disappointed. The fact that we not only yanked Kamavinga at halftime, but also then the media just went at him as if this is it's his fault. It's not his fault. Mm. Like that's not, mm. I'm not saying he was amazing yesterday against Barcelona, but I am saying I actually liked some of the stuff he was doing and he was trying to get the ball out of pressure. He was trying to move us up the field. And Modric, who was really Being poor escaped. last night, Cruz had a really poor game in, in that anchor position, which is not his best position either. These guys were still on the field. And I got to wonder what he, Kamavinga's feeling in a, in a moment like that. You heard the podcast, you heard our disappointment, the lack of trust in the young players and the Castilla players that we would love to get incorporated if we're not going to yeah. sign anyone. But that, but Kian, let's, let's be honest, that's, that's always been the case with Madrid. Madrid, uh, La Fabrica is a great footballing school that produces great talent, but Real Madrid do not know how to use that talent. They are not known for really a team that promotes the younger talent to the first team. There's more of an odd case than it is a regular thing, like at Barça to draw a comparison. But but let me let and me you point know that out better than me. 
But let me point out the fact, Diego, that the two times we were mm. two famous times we were forced to promote our youth team. One was yes. the Ye era. Butregueño, well, I understand. Buitre, and in those, like the Ye era was a part that they, part of that was because the rules changed and we were basically not allowed to sign any foreign players. We had to have basically our whole squad be Spanish. We were forced to promote them. We That was an entire dynasty with those guys. Cuida de Buitre was a situation where the club had zero money to spend and Di Stefano had no choice, but to, he was the coach at the time, but they promote all these young players and that was a dynasty. This is a... I'm not saying that this current group of Castilla players is Quinta del Buitre. Far from it. They're very, mm -hmm. very good players. Very promising players who are doing some great things at that youth level. I just want players to... You can't convince me that Vinicius Tobias, who's our right back in Castilla, would have looked worse than Carvajal last night. I also am begging for hunger and fight. You, There was no... Did you at any point in that game feel threatened by Real Madrid? No. no. Like I'm not even talking about the tactical aspect. I'm talking about from the fight aspect. No, 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 there no. There was nothing. No response. Can, nothing. 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 No response. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. the 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 point I it was, was the most cl comfortable classical that I can remember in a, in a while, even even though the four 0 was last season. But yeah, very the, comfortable. True. The point I make about Casilla players too is that <clears throat> they don't. They might not be the greatest players. Although be, I think they are very good, but there's a hunger and love for the club that they have to fight, to get on the field mm. and just do something, puts put an effort out. Mm. We were just walking around, man. We were walking around. It was embarrassing. It's bad. Well, it was very enjoyable for the Kules. Uh I want to turn the Madridista page now, and uh, let's start dedicating some time to my beloved football club Barcelona. I, you, this probably flew by. I don't expect you to, um, you know, keep tabs on my Twitter, but, uh, there's a big reason why I have, I, today's a day of celebration for me okay. because it's the first title in the Xavier. Of course, we beat Real Madrid. We did so in emphatic fashion. We did so in the final. Hopefully this can serve to catapult our season into a positive direction and we finish off winning the league and what else, anything else there is to win. Uh, but another reason I'm celebrating today, Kian, is I am literally, <laughs> this is historic, two likes away from hitting the 5,000 likes on my tweet, which has gotten 5, 331 retweets. 5,000, bro. Damn, son. Literally, it's made it. 4,400. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. 4,000, I mean, one like away from the 5,000. This is by far my most successful tweet in the history of my fantastic Twitter career. Gabby? Where normally I might get, yes, where normally I might get, uh, I would say on average, I'll probably get like th three, four likes. Uh, I tweeted out yesterday, it's li literally, I, I Tweeted out yesterday after the first goal, the one nil. Where them Gabi haters at? When I saw the game that Gabi was having, it quickly became apparent that between him and Pedri, we were going to have a special night. I could feel, you know, when I, w I went on Barca spaces just before, which was really great, by the way. I don't know if you do the do, spaces uh, with other Madridista communities. Because that huh? gets you a lot of followers yeah. and Twitter engagement. I think you it should does, continue yeah. to do those. Continue. Because a lot of people who don't follow yeah. you will see you in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun with all these big uh, Barca accounts. And, uh, and I was talking to these guys, or we were, you know, uh, one of the points I was bringing up was, uh, look, I don't really, I want two things. One, I want us, of course, to win this trophy and beat Real Madrid. But two, I want to do it showing attitude, showing more hunger, more character, not dropping the shoulders, not backing down because these are the champions of uh, Europe, the champions of Spain. And, you know, they're big household names and they've won everything and they got their bellies full. And even if we go down 1-0, I want to see Gabi attitude and that be contagious throughout the team. Uh, and I singled him out because he is that dude, that guy that you can at least win or lose, count on giving 100%. And for these kind of games being 
yeah, just instilling a fighting spirit. These kind of games and every game in a, in the case of Gavi, but I really wanted it to see it from the whole team. Um, we did that, you know, for me was, was a massively important sign to see that from these young guys as well. I mean, this is Gavi's fucking 18 is a teenager. Pedri's only like a year and a half older. You, you know, I'm not going to list them all, but this is a very, the Baldes, the Ansus, the, even Ferran's very young squad in their late teens, early twenties that now, like, I don't want to have the excuse anymore that says, they lack experience. Now's when these guys also have to start building that experience. And they do that through losses, which they have experienced, you know, but now's the time to kind of start tasting a little bit of victory. And that's why it's really nice as well that we start with the least important cup that in the rankings, of course, it ranks the least important, but that can serve as a way to sort of instill a winning mentality uh, amongst these players young and old you know also the traumatized uh, heavyweight uh, dressing room heavyweights but that the guys let the pedris see that their skills matches that or even outclasses that of the best out there and that together they can you know make magic happen they can produce really 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 good football as chavi said after the game and he's reiterated this in, in multiple interviews pedri and gabi were or are far better and far talented than andres iniesta and him ever were at the age of 18 and that's just a fact and that's a scary fact if anything um i tweeted out where them Gabi haters at? You know, we talked about it on the podcast as well. It obviously was aimed at Madridistas. Um, it's fine. I, I've, it's, 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 uh, I like that there is this guy that uh, you guys just can't stand. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think that's good. Uh, I expect, you know, continued memes to come out whenever you guys can take the mickey out of him and then we can uh, dish it back to you guys and, you know, send out a tweet that has now become the most successful tweet in the history of my Twitter uh, career. But even you, Kian, come on, at this point, the golden boy, uh, there's no debate between Kamavinga. Can I get you to admit that now? No, I wouldn't Kamavinga hasn't been... Kamavinga has not produced and has not been as impactful as Gabi has been, you know, neither for club or, or, or national side. This, this is just, come on, Kian. Oh, come At on. At this point, no, the, the no, scale is that. tipping. I, I, I'm, I, not say- I'm not taking anything away from come Gabi. Come on, bro. Kamavinga literally helped Real Madrid win a Champions League title, was the most important bench player in Europe last season. He had to play bench a World player. Cup. You're he talking to play a starter here. He had, as a teenager, he played a World Cup final at left back. And put in an amazing performance against Argentina. No, I don't agree with that. But I think Gavi was amazing, man. Like I, I'm, I don't, I'm not saying this to take anything away from Gavi. I think he was awesome last night. I think he's also one of those players you just you hate playing against and would love to have on the mm. field for you. You know, um, I think he, I think it was really good last night. I, it's an interesting comment that Chavi made about the the talent thing. I don't know necessarily if talent is the right word because Xavi and Yester are two of the most talented players in football history, police midfielders, but uh, they're yeah. certainly more quote-unquote established than Xavi and Yester were at, the, at, at that age. That, that That's not even up for debate, so... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, man, mm. uh, Gavi, Gavi's... What, Gavi's what did you make of... 
no doubt it. No and doubt and it. but yeah, yeah, he, he was. What what did you make of uh, you know? Because this was obviously a triumph for Gabi, and he was MVP. But um, Chavi. Has he impressed you? Has he convinced you more? This was a big victory for him, obviously, to instill not just some patience amongst the culés and the most critical ones that we've discussed here on this pod as well, but for actually his own players to buy into his project and his ideas, you know, that were... were, were, were were you convinced? I mean, I, I thought, you know, the passing was just amazing from the back already. I thought Christensen, you know, is another player that is surprising me how solid he is as a central defender, but also him being the first pass out of the defensive line, you know, finding the young, cutting through uh, Kroos, Modric, cutting through the Madrid midfield to then have a Balde come running on from the, I mean, Balde, that was, it, it was sick. It, I cannot sing enough praises for these players and, um, how they also just showed such a great understanding, man. This could have been a lot heavier than the three nil defeat. We could have been. It could have easily been four nil. Four. Um, and I'm particularly thinking of the the moment where Balde just takes over Carvajal. I think you guys mentioned it with Matt as well. And then he puts that pass through beautifully. The pass across was the defensive the line to find. Oh, yeah, the pass was a beaut. I have a well, lot. yeah, speak to me about that. Well, I, look, I, I think from a tactical perspective, Xavi played it perfectly last night and everyone was good. And one of the things that I think gave us a lot of problems was that they didn't go with the the two wingers. Like you and I spent some time talking about, you yeah. know, will Ansu start? Will Rafinha start? Ne- neither of them started and you got the same starting level. And you mentioned Atletico. it. And, well, and you I were had- spot on because you mentioned it. You you were spot on. You mentioned what if Xavi repeats last year's semifinal uh, uh, lineup where Pedri plays on the left wing. Of yeah. course, he surprised it because it was Gavi on the left wing. But yeah, I'm, it was echoing in my uh, mind when you mentioned that Pedri. Well, I when I first saw the lineup, I was like, oh man, Pedri's playing on the left. But yeah. Well, on, the sorry. thing about that is that they're the way Pedri and Gavi and even Frankie, the way they move between the lines. It gave us all kinds of problems because it was fluid and unpredictable. But here's my frustration. And yes, Barca were awesome. I I thought Real Madrid really made it easy for, for Barca. Really did. Like, I, I don't know what the hell Carvajal was doing on the second goal, for example. And there were moments where we were just letting these guys walk in behind us. And this is, and this is the thing. Well, Frankie just got to it uh, sooner. Like, I mean, he pulled Carvajal out of that line. But Carvajal and then didn't he kind of like, ta- like, you know, slid tackle. Like at all. No, like, there was no well, I guess he was chasing the ball. Yeah, he didn't need to. He just yeah. needed to track the run because Militao was already there and he wasn't going to get there in time. And, and Carvajal was a disaster last time, but almost everyone was except for Courtois. The th- this is, and this is where... I'll preface what I'm about to say, Diego, by saying I think the season is very long and things can change again. Of course. You know, Real Madrid Absolutely. could go on a run. They could turn a corner. They could change something and and, and play differently. And I guess I'm more curious to know what you think about this because you've experienced Barca winning the classical 4-0 and then bouncing out of the Europa League after that. You've experienced winning the Clásico in Vegas. Which can happen. And then getting knocked out of the Champions League after that. What's the response here? Yeah. So this is where my frustration comes in. And uh, Real Madrid saw this Barca lineup because they did it against Atletico. Atletico, who yeah, right. didn't even know this was coming, after 20 minutes, they were like, oh, hold on a second. This is what's happening. All right. Changes, changes, changes. They Atletico, reacted. of all team. Atletico, who, by the way, in the midst of all this, uh, was absolutely brutal on the weekend, by the way, just drawing against uh, Almeria. They figured it out. They didn't win, or or but the process was like, okay, they had an answer. Real Madrid, who knew that this was an option, had zero answer for any of this. So that was the source of frustration. And I guess my question to you is, I don't know if you. I'm. I'm sure you saw the Chavi quote of like, "Oh, if we if we can be do this to Real Madrid, we can do this against everyone." Hold on, hold on. This is the Real Madrid that Casareño 
did this to Casareño and the Copa del Rey in who are in Division 300 in Spain did this to Real Madrid. Valladolid this, did this to Real Madrid. Villarreal did this to Real Madrid. So part of it, when 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 I saw your comment on YouTube, I kind of chuckled, even though I know you were being half half serious of, you know, why didn't we get a podcast of praising Xavi? Like, well, because I don't know how, I, is maybe Barca aren't the special snowflake because every single team who plays against us think that this is the game where they turn the Bro. corner. Villarreal think this, oh, this because, is the turning point. We beat Real Madrid. Valladolid, moral victory. We only lost I two know, one against but... Real Madrid. And I, and I just like, Dude. let's not, let's not, if you're a Barca, all I'm saying, uh, uh, if you're a Barca fan, you got to at least wonder, be like, okay, well, that Betis game and the Atletico game, that was two and three games ago. Can we, mm. can we sustain this against teams that are actually better than Real Madrid, who actually have a, a tactical philosophy i'm 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 really curious to see yeah. what, what happens against ten Hag in manchester united by the way i anyways my my point was i, I i'm very nervous for feel. that i don't want to take anything away from barca who were amazing last night don't want that's that was mm. not my point but i guess if i'm a barca fan like i've seen this movie before in some ways i want to stop measuring myself and, and you're Real Madrid and i want to start measuring myself against other teams that's my point well i mean look Right, and uh, you're right to bring it up. And, and as you said, we have seen this movie before that ended very badly, very recently for Barca. In fact, after the 4-0 in the Clasico, it was uh, pretty much downhill from there. And that's despite the fact that, you know, in the Europa League, we started that out with a bang with the four, uh, was it 4-2 in overall? I think it was against Napoli or 4-1 mm -hmm. over two games. Anyway, there, were, there was a string of four nils. Again, I think it was four nil against Valencia. And then it was a four something against Villarreal. It might have been um, then four, obviously, against Real Madrid. But yeah, at, at some point that mojo was gone. And we were all sort of left wondering, why is it that we saw great football being played to the point where even the players themselves were, you know, Piquet said, we're back to then that just kind of dissipating and, and, and fading away. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I, I I truly hope that this is a point of inflection for this team um, to understand and and kind of if 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 you want to call it a magical switch, well, that would be the ideal scenario. But I expect we will continue to see games like Betis, uh, like the Osasunas, or or uh, like the Espanols, where it's going to be a hard fought, grinded out, you know, match with, with a team sitting a lot more lower and making it defensively more difficult for Barca to, you know, find the open spaces and for the players to find each other uh, for these kind of, you know, big and, and, and convincing and entertaining wins like uh, we did last night against Real Madrid. Time will tell, Kian. Uh, you know, we always said that the measuring stick and the bar, we can, uh, or we can assess rather how the project is going or has gone at the end of the season. I think the same goes for players. You know, obviously you have standout moments and uh, important moments and situations throughout the season that shape and mold how this team will uh, progress and evolve and continue to play. And of course, also results uh, in the end dictate the success of a team and the success of a season. Um It's, uh, I mean, what, what you know, what, what, how, what do you want me to say? Uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I guess is my uh, that's fair uh, conclusion. Is I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I, yeah, I, I, knowing that Man United are hitting the best form that we've seen from them all season. There's no doubt about it. And Ten Hag is clearly having an effect now. And this post uh, Cristiano era is doing nothing but good to Man United, who now beat. City over the weekend, controversially, but uh, you know, está plantado, plantando cara, right? They he's, played he's, well. Uh, they played well, and uh, standing in the way of the the big great Pep. So we will see. I think it's, it's still going to be a very entertaining game between these two sides. But yeah, we could crash out. Um, I will say this though. I mean, right now, in terms of priority for me, is the league, and after that, for me, would uh, be the Europa League. Copa del Rey, and I think that's it, right? That's that's all that's up for grabs still. 
That's fair. Uh, look, at, it looked great last night, man. Can't, there's nothing I'll take away from Barca. I thought they were incredible. They really were. I think it could have been worse than 3-0. I'm just really disappointed in what we did against... I'm just really disappointed in our entire performance. I'm disappointed with the the players. I'm disappointed with the coach. I'm disappointed uh, with the president in a lot of ways because, you know, we keep complaining. We're tired. We're tired, but we didn't sign anyone. So what are we complaining about? And if if we're complaining we're tired, why aren't you just using the young players? If you're, if you're, yeah. if you really believe the players are this tired, I'm just disappointed, but, and I, I'm just tipping my hat to Barca, man. It was, it was great. You guys were awesome. Uh, no questions. No questions about that. So who who should have come out? What would have been your starting eleven, and what would have been your eleven at halftime when he took off uh, your boy Kama? Well, in in hindsight, honestly, it is not a a change in personnel is not going to change much here. Like, yeah, if you had mm. a a right back who is not a a, a corpse, uh, then maybe you don't get Balde sprinting past you although Balde probably does anyway because he's so fast but at least maybe you get someone fighting uh to, to not make sure not that make sure that doesn't happen so yeah there are definitely changes in personnel that would have helped in some capacity but what I think should have happened was you just you bring the you bring the game to Barca a little bit don't let them mm. control the game the way they did is my would have been my solution because if you're going to concede this many chances anyway this is not even defensive football Defensive football means at least you don't concede this many chances. There was just defensive football without the defense part is a bad, bad omen because you're not creating any chances. So I would have brought the line higher. Um, I've said this so many times in the past that Ter Stegen, as good as he is on the ball, has given the ball away plenty of times when he's forced to make a pass and the, the team is being pressed. I would have brought the line higher up the pitch. I would have tried to make them more uncomfortable. So there are changes in personnel, sure, but I would have changed the playing style. Is what I would have really done, because Vinicius was so. On so the really, so you're, you're, what we're saying is then is that that Xavi outclassed or outsmarted Angelotti on the day. Yeah, there's no. You're pointing more the that. finger, right? No, but exactly. But you're pointing more the finger at the coach as you are at the players. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Because what am I going to do? Just get mad at a player? I'm not saying the players were good. Far from it. So don't, I don't want anyone to twist my words and say that the players were not at fault at all. But I'm just saying that we have to put these players in a position to, to succeed. Mm. They weren't last night. Like everyone got mad at Rudiger for his passing. Like, okay, so why is it the fact that no one can pass the ball here? Like what, there's gotta be something wrong. Why is it that when Rudiger plays for it's Chelsea, pretty shocking. Well, yeah, it, it, sure it was, but yeah. why is it that when Rudiger plays for Chelsea, he's one of the best ball progressing center backs on earth. And when you put him in Real Madrid, all of a sudden, like we just have no idea what's happening. It, it was as if the ball was a, a big volcanic piece of ash. Like we were just trying to kick it out of our feet immediately as soon as we get it. And then we were, it was as if we were allergic to it. So we got to ask ourselves, why is it that regardless of who's on the field, these problems are occurring? You got to make a change in, in, in tactics. Do you think Xavi went into that game? It was nice like, to have so much space. It was, it just felt like we had so much space. space so much. Comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, and what happens when you have space and comfort, you also have confidence. Yeah. So while this is all happening and tactically there's a big gap, the Barcelona confidence is also increasing while Real Madrid's confidence is just decreasing. The morale is also widening. The gap of morale is widening at the same time. You got to put your, your players in a better situation. I'm sure you heard me say this, but I was disappointed with what Carlos said after the game too. Like Players made mistakes. Well, yeah, they did. But what did you do to put them in better positions so they can avoid those mistakes? So he pointed the finger at the players, huh? He didn't. didn't do, I didn't hear you say that. I didn't. He didn't do it in a way where it's, like it's the players' fault. But what he said was, he said that we were in the game until the until we started to give the ball away, which is a really bad diagnosis, if you ask me, of what happened last night. Mm, mm, mm. It's one of the things that happened, Did, sure, you... but it's not. This is not like it, all of a sudden. If we make less mistakes, we're still losing that game. 
you know. What did you make of uh, the couple Busquets and De Jong? They were playing a lot off of each other. Yeah, I thought it's just, not something that we see too much. Go on. The the ball progression was fantastic. I mean, I think Frankie yeah. is. You know, you know how much I actually am a, a fan of Frankie. The way he plays, I was secretly mm -hmm. hoping that you would sell him in the summer when that whole saga was going on because I really believe yeah. in his ability to progress the ball. He gives us so many problems, not just this classical and other classicals too. The way he moves, the way he he's really quick both on and off the ball, but he's, he's such a he's just yeah. such a vertical player. Yeah. I was really you know, I just want to see this more. I I love yeah. Frankie yesterday and I I question I wonder why we don't see that more. Because sometimes there'll be games where you just don't see, you don't even see him. I like, like his him. presence is is just goes unnoticed. I like him in this role better than any role. I think like he right. like this is kind of this is the four central midfielder thing because I don't yeah. think he's the six like Busquets. So I like if you're I like that this this new wrinkle of of having four central midfielders in there. Obviously, you have to sacrifice yeah. a winner for it, but. But Frankie really mm -hmm. excels in this role. And I, I don't know if this is a real thing, but I saw that report today that the Joaquin Correa and Memphis swap, which is stupid, I think. It's like, off. I understand. Yeah, it seems off. But I saw a report that Xavi didn't want that to happen and wanted Brozovic instead, which I think would be a great signing for you guys because Brozovic is a really, really impressive defensive midfielder. And if this is Busquets' last season, that's a good transition plan in my opinion. So if you guys can get Brozovic, that's really, really good signing. Really good signing, I think. I, I didn't hear about this. Well, I, I if didn't you didn't about hear about it, it, I don't know how real it is because you're connected and I'm not. I, I've been very busy today, so I really haven't uh, checked the papers. Um, yeah, but, because I don't uh, think oh, Frankie shit. should be the future six. I think it should be someone else, but, but with right. Frankie still in the team. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I hope so. I mean, if it's if it's this version of Frankie, then for sure. It also kind of makes me think whether or not Xavi might convince Busquets to uh, stay on for another season, which I know might, uh, you know, sting the ears of a lot of Barca fans listening. But the uh, fact of the matter is, if we get this version of these two or these four midfielders like we got yesterday, um, you know, we could be tapping into something, even if it does mean that Busquets, like we have another uh, backup to Busquets or even somebody that we give priority to and Busquets comes off the bench, yeah. you know, say 40% of the time or 50% or of the time. Uh, I think it's worth looking into investigating whether Busquets yeah. might be interested in, in, in having that kind of a season, that transition kind of season in that position. Um and that's funny because initially when I start, saw the starting lineup, I was disappointed. Um, I felt that we were getting a more conservative, less offensive-minded, less more defense, more emphasis on defensive sacrifice. <laughs> that's a long way to say a defensive system uh from chavi you know I, obviously i wanted ansu and then i was hoping to get ansu on the left and that we would see ansu Lewandowski, and, and dembele in the front three and that was my impression in particular as well after chavi mentioned uh in the semi-finals that he should have put ansu in sooner i was like well that that for sure that means he'll put them in from the start this time uh but again it just goes to show that i know fuck all and i should keep my dumbass mouth shut and just let uh, the experts do what they know how to do best um uh, you said something yeah i i agree with the, the if i i guess i was under the impression that this is busquets's last season no matter what but but uh, I, mm. I don't know if that was if that was 100 the case it's not 100 percent. if not i i think if you're a barca fan it would make sense if you have busquets around not as a starter but just as an option kind of the way like if Bal if balde is the future left back just having alba around for whenever necessary right, right? kind of the same idea right. with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry 
like, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Do you see some of Barca of maybe one, two years ago in the current Real Madrid in the sense that there are some older players who shouldn't be playing every single game? Like an over-trust and over-reliance in the older players where they're, that are I mean, getting that, in the way of the development of the young players? Kian, for sure. That's what we've been talking and documenting here, I feel like, for since 2015, since the last time Barca won a Champions League. I feel like there's just been this over-reliance and use by Valverde, by even Kike Setien, you could argue, and then Kuman in uh, the the old guard and and playing them excessive amounts of minutes. You know, just too much. Like I said, over reliance on these elderly players for sure. Because what I saw last night is um, like it's it's quite clear you guys won the midfield battle. <clears throat> it was uh, there's the tactical domination, but there was also a physical domination. You know what I mean? Mm. Like fresh mm. legs versus yeah. old legs kind of thing, kind of vibe. Yeah. 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 That's that's also why I'm like, and I and I don't I mentioned this to Lucas, like I don't wanna I don't um I don't call out those older players as to scapegoat them because Modric has given so much. If you anyone's know who allowed, it is. if if, if if anyone's allowed to just not be good at the age of 36 for a few games as Modric, he's allowed to be bad sometimes, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, and Cruz, I, I, I will also give a pass to because he was amazing last classical at the Bernabeu uh, earlier this season. And he's also playing defensive midfielder, which is not his best position. But I do, there's there needs to be some freshening up. And... Uh, like if you want Modric to be amazing in the Champions League, if you want Carvajal to be amazing in the Champions League, these guys can't be playing every single game. They need rest. Yeah. They need rest. And, they, and that But that's why you trust. have Chuameni, you have Camavinga, that's why you have those guys. Yeah. Well, that's why you have a Rodrigo. Have... I mean, Chuameni has trust, but he's been he's injured and he's still injured. So that he was obviously a big loss last night too. But No, but I mean, like, I, I hear this argument. But my question to that, or my rebuttal, is Papa Flo is spending a hella cash on these youngsters. Well, so what? You know, it's just a matter of being patient and as well just letting well patient and trust rotations and trust take place. Mm, mm. Like you said earlier in the podcast, that you know, you guys won your la- your first trophy yesterday, but you also lost a lot with Gavi and Pedri. Hmm. I'm okay yep. with losing with some of the young players. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I'm okay mm, with the mm. growing pains that are associated with eventual triumph. Right. Accepting of that fact. I, I, I'm i okay. I'm okay with going down with some of the younger players, down fighting, swinging with these younger players. If you lose, you lose. It's better than what we would have seen yesterday. That's for sure. Enter moral victory. <laughs> we didn't have, we did not you have see? moral victory yesterday. No, of course not. But th- that's what I mean. Like th- these stepping stones, these milestones come through also moral victories and these kind of losses where you're like, okay, we lost, but it's a it's it's not a humiliating loss. Uh, there there's there's an improvement here. There's there's something in these youngsters. Let's keep going. Give it trust. Give the project uh, some 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 peace of mind, some tranquility, some time and patience, and keep building. Um, one more thing the the mindset i think of both teams 
there was a lot of talk of like, oh, well, Real Madrid wins finals. That's what they do. Yeah. I felt like even in the body language in the first half, it was so casual from us, like too casual. Mm. You know what I mean? To the point where it's like, oh, we will figure out a way. We we win the finals. It was too casual. Not enough. Not enough actually taking over the game. Even some mm. of our passes, mm. like even when we were making those mistakes, we were just so nonchalant with the ball. Like you know what I mean? There was no yeah. panic, but I don't see say that in a good way. There was no urgency. No urgency and and way too chill on the ball. And this this yeah. also points to the fact that right right now Real Madrid are not in a good headspace at all. Leading up to this game and certainly not after this game. The thing is, the World Cup is not an excuse. I mean, you're talking, if no. you're comparing with Barca, the team with the most yeah. amount of players participating in the World Cup and yeah. look at the, the physical difference. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I agree with that. Um, the thing with Barca too is, yeah, like they, they, they had so many players in the World Cup. Um, but let's bring up an example. Um, well, no, that that is that is the example. You know, mm. Barca can yeah. use that same excuse too, and and they, uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't need to to talk talk about that excuse because they're playing better. So yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Well, let's see if this uh, momentum keeps going, man. That's right now. You know, that's it. Party's over. Uh, congratulations to Oculés. Ceuta in the Copa is next on Thursday. Then it's Getafe over the weekend. Um, thank you for making me aware of Madrid's upcoming schedule. I'm I'm gonna look with a hella interest. Pretty brutal. Into, uh, this is my only my after... only <laughs> um, small little detail of hope I will grab on from this is mm. if Barca have a hangover from this and Real Madrid have a wake-up call and it goes to different directions. That's my only my only right. hope, hope that, that I'm praying for. Yeah, yeah. So, Which could happen. Possible. Possible. Well, are you... Uh, that's it now, right? I mean, you have no more post-Supercopa podcast to do. This was the last now it's one. Just, I would like to write something. One. I didn't write anything about this game. I'd like to write something. I mean, I put out a Twitter. Th I was on the treadmill this morning at the gym, and I was feeling bad about not writing anything, so I put out a Twitter thread with some quick thoughts and a bunch of spelling mistakes. Um, but I would like I would like to write something if I have time later tonight, maybe, because uh, if I wait till tomorrow, it's too late. But I, I might write something tonight. But yeah, I'm done with the pods. Okay. Done with well, <clears throat> I hope it's going to be... Uh, an ode to head coach Xavi Hernandez and just singing his praises, in which case, uh, do tag me because I want to read it. Uh, um, it won't happen. And <laughs> hey, quickly before we leave, over the weekend, I binged because, um, on food, my family, on the wife and kids. Well, also, yeah, but uh, on TV, uh, wife and kiddos are, are with my in laws, uh, they, they come back tomorrow. So I had tons of time and I binged, I just devoured a docu-series that is just recently released this month, a couple of days ago, 13th on Apple TV. Yeah. Highly, highly, highly recommended to all our dear listeners and you, Kian, as well, and everybody around me. Mm -hmm. It's called Super League, The War for Football. Huh. Watch it. I would like to discuss it with you. I liked it so much. I want to watch it again. I've, I've recommended to some of my close friends there. started watching it. They're like, this is fucking awesome. Mm. Uh, whether you pro or contra, you get something out of this. It it outlines the occurrence. So it's it's the four days of when it's really well done. It's the four days of when of what of when, excuse me, the soup soup. Jesus. Four days of when the Super League was announced, okay, to when to to the aftermath. So um, it has all the protagonists. And when I say all the protagonists, it means in the four episodes, it's four hours, four episodes of, of one hour, pretty much 50, 55 minutes each. You get to hear from Don Florentino Perez, Don Juan Laporta. The president of La Liga, Javier Tebas. Of course, the president of UEFA in Alexander Sheferin. Agnelli. 
their close relationship, the backstab. It, it it watches it. It watches like a mafia movie, and that is exactly what it is. This is it's fascinating. It is just fascinating to see um, what took place, the conversations, the backstabbing. Oh my God, uh, Infantino gets into the mix the only person we don't hear about that, that is not interviewed but he he submits a written statement uh but he want to uh, be interviewed and good guy reason no spoilers but but just watch it uh, the, the tons of all the owners al-kaifi the owners from uh, manchester city the ceo of the premier league or the owners of, of liverpool uh, man united they're all in this being drilled and interviewed and it's 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 just fascinating it's fantastic and i will say this as well it's just only like made me <laughs> believe my stance in that we need to create a super league if we want our beloved real magi and football club barcelona to continue to exist and compete with all of these uh new money clubs and and the true super league which is the premier league and that is no longer a conspiracy theory that is no longer an exaggeration or an overstatement the super league is the premier league because when it was founded in 1992 it was founded as a breakaway league from what was then called the football league created a completely new association as well and it was called the super premier league <laughs> 1992 watch it anyway like like we'll leave it for another day cuz uh I want you to have seen it as well, but but it, it it's well worth the watch. That is actually Apple that TV. part of it is actually true because um, I'm reading this in Ryan O'Hanlon's new book now too. There's a section on the fact that the Premier League used to just be not the Premier League; it just used to be like every team in England, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like twenty teams were like, "All right, screw this. Yes. We're just making our own league. Screw this. The best teams are going here." But you can be relegated and promoted to it. So that's how it's going to happen. Um, and the Super League is open. The it's Super open. League is now... It's has not a closed league. Format. Yeah, they want, they want to include everyone, which is, is a good case. I didn't actually know about this documentary. I don't know if that's... I don't know how. Because you just listed off like every important person in, in football. They're, and I didn't know there. this documentary like, exists. Yeah, I know. I, I, I came on it... Um, I came by it a lot of coincidence uh and 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 it just started immediately and it was just like a good book you know when from page one it just sucks you in and you can't let it go it was it was like that i finished it in in another those dias two days uh and the great thing is of course you get to hear right from the sources right you know from from the main protagonist um <laughs> you also see that la porta and florentino are they're best buds, basically. I mean, it's like the alliance between think, Real Madrid and, and Barca. At this point, first of all, I don't think the relationship has ever been this good and their common interest has never been so aligned to be like, we are in this together. Because th that's it. We're like the two last teams standing with Juventus that obviously has gone through their own problems now with the, uh, the resigning of uh, Agnelli and him leaving the club after 99 years. 100, excuse me, the, 100 years. He completed the centenary. Um, uh, my the best comparison I can think of between Florentino and Laporta is just me and you. I think it's the same vibe. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'd imagine. Yeah. I think yeah. there's like it's uh we both want see like you know we want our own teams to win, but there's also there there's like a common goal there too. And for sure, they're smoking cigars behind the scenes. No question. No question. No question. You see, them. you literally see them having lunch and uh, chopping it up. It's 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 very good, endearing yeah. images as well. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um. All right. Congrats on your righty. Well deserved. Thank you, sir. Very humble in win defeats always, Kian Sobani, and all you respectful Madridistas. Much appreciated. Love it. Let's go for más y mejor now, more and better. That's what we want. Let's uh, let's see where this goes. Very curious to see how the progression yeah. of both teams this season will be and what the future entails. But yeah, uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Diego, you and I will be back later this week for an episode over on patreon.com slash churros y tacticas. That happens once a week exclusively over there. So go get in on that, listeners. And follow us on Twitter at churros y at Churros Tacticas without the Y. 
And that Twitter is going to blow up now because now Diego has figured out the algorithm. He's going to do Twitter spaces and it's just going to be memes and uh, memes and viral tweets. So do that. I hope so. This was fun. Thanks, Diego. Appreciate it. It was fun. Thanks, dude. Peace. You too. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.